Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for The Flash. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's speedy review are two dudes who I think would have some pretty cool variants in the DCU multiverse, Darcy Hudson, Nate Shelton. How are you, boys? Oh, I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. I feel like my multiverse counterparts in Marvel might be better. Okay, okay. Nate, how about yourself? Kill, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kill my multiverse in the DCU and just reset the whole thing. Okay, that's what I want to do. <laughs> All okay, right, Justin. <laughs> I entered the Speed Force and I'm not okay with it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll get into it. Um, as I mentioned, uh, today's uh, spoiler-free review is for The Flash. Um, if you don't know what this movie is about, let me get you up to speed. Warner Brothers Pictures presents The Flash, directed by Andy Muchetti, director of the It films. Ezra Miller reprises their role as Barry Allen in the DC superhero's first-ever standalone feature film. Worlds collide in The Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation, and there are no superheroes to turn to. That is, unless Barry can convince a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian, albeit not the one he's looking for. Ultimately, to save the world that he's in and return to the future that he knows. Barry's only hope is to race for his life, but will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe? The Flash Ensemble also includes rising star Sasha Cal, Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Maribel Verdu, and of course, Michael Keaton. This is hitting theaters June 16th, which is tomorrow. A huge thanks to our friends at Warner Brothers Pictures Canada, for inviting us out to the fan screening here in Toronto. I will say, uh, before we go any further, I mean, obviously we we don't condone anything that Ezra's done uh, as a person. This isn't necessarily a review of Ezra Miller, but rather the the Flash, right? Because I think right. it's, it's, it's a really important thing to acknowledge that there are so many people that worked on this movie. These movies don't just come together in a night or a day. Uh, it, it takes a lot of people, a lot of time um, to, to make this movie. Um, so, you know, we're, we're obviously going to recognize that. Mm -hmm. Well said, Nate. I, I totally agree. You know, there's so many people that put a lot of effort into bringing this movie to life. And we're not here to talk about Ezra Miller, what's going on in his life. Uh, we are here to talk about The Flash. So with that out of the way, let's uh, finally add our thoughts to the conversation. I'm very <laughs> excited to get into it. Uh, we have just seen the movie. We are literally sitting down and recording. Uh, and yes, we are going to do a speedy review here uh, inspired by our titular hero. So let's get messy, guys. Uh, we're going to kick things off with what worked. And I'm actually going to throw it to Darcy because Darcy... You are a fan of uh, of the Flash character, and I thought maybe you might be able to uh, enlighten us about what worked for you from from that aspect of of being a fan of the comics. 
Well, for sure. I mean, with all the teasers and the lead up to this movie, it was very clear that this was going to be the DCEU's adaptation of Flashpoint, which is one of my favorite comic stories of all time. That was the story that got me into Flash and made me want to read more about him and his character. So this, with the one thing this, this movie did well, it was adapt that original source material. The Flashpoint you know, callbacks and references in this movie yeah. are strong and they fit well. And they, it, the story really works because, again, it worked great as a comic and the way they tell it on the screen also works. And th- that's that's saying a lot because it is a complicated story to handle and, and deal with, but they managed to, to pull it off with what I think Marvel did very well earlier on in the, in the MCU where they, they adapted the comics in a fresh way while still staying true to that source material. And this feels very much the same. I think the positive that I would take away from from this movie is the attempt at really defining their own multiverse uh, and how mm-hmm. it exists in the DC and focusing it around the Flash and what his his powers in relation to what the multiverse is. Um, I think that that is, you know, we were kind of talking about it on the way back from the theater. It seems like that is the, the MO for most of these uh, studios who are trying to kind of give a lot of uh, longevity and possibilities to their intellectual properties. And this definitely leans into that. That It definitely mm-hmm. leans into uh, what a DCU or DCEU, whatever you want to call it, multiverse kind of looks like by by anchoring it with the Flash. I, I think it, the, 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 the cast in this movie, uh, including Ezra Miller, were great. I think the performances were great. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the performances of... Um, of of the parents in the movie, I thought were were really really fantastic and endearing. Um, and I, I think uh, Michael Keaton is a delight in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's not a spoiler to 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 kind of say that. I think um, what we do get from him as Batman, uh, for me at least, was probably my favorite part of the movie. Right. Um, it, I yeah. think, yeah. He did. He yeah. he was, you know, he wore that cape and cowl like he was Batman yesterday. Uh it was it was fantastic to see him back in the suit, but I agree with you Nate. I think the cast is is the is another positive to take away from this. Yeah. And but yeah, Ezra Miller was was actually enjoyable. I I, I yeah. enjoy And that's the disappointing part. It, that is. That is very <laughs> much the because the the, pro, the the thing is is that as you mentioned given the history of what's going on and and yeah. in his private life he was so I damn like good. To see more of them as the Flash. Exactly. The I would yeah. like to see more of him mm. as the Flash. If, if if all of that can get sorted out and 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 thing. But at the same time, does the studio really need to do that uh, with with a movie like this? With a movie that kind of sets up the possibilities of other iterations of of a Flash existing in some way. Um, I want to shout out Sasha Cal's Supergirl. I think she yes. was uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had such a presence. Um, I could I could watch a movie of just her. I think we were talking about that. We were just I'd love to see her story uh, and and how how it kind of got to the point of where she runs into Barry. Um, and and you know what, Michael Keaton again. I was lo- I loved seeing him in the costume and seeing him return as Batman. His role was very uh, subdued in in terms of what I thought. He was going to be in the trailer. I will say that uh, it was cool to see all the nostalgia uh, of of that era of Batman sort of reemerge. Um, but I think this is another example, and this is kind of what maybe didn't work: fan service for the sake of fan service. Yep, uh, in, it's in a cheap. Lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's nonsensical at times. There's there's moments where they're just kind of 
Like I even asked, like I, you know, they're they're showing us things. It's, hey, look at this thing over, you know, look at that, this this bag or whatever. And then, and and it it just it was it was a lot of catering to the hardcore DC fans, which is great, I guess. But but when it's done in ways that don't actually service the plot, no, exactly. It feels it feels unnecessary, yeah. well, and, and yeah. it, it just kind of it it doesn't feel like it it adds anything and. Well, I mean, yeah. I could. I feel like I could say that about this entire movie. I'll be honest. Sure, I, I, I know. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think that again, yeah. as, as much as as Darcy said, they got things right with the story, and they they've they've done some things that that work. I think a large part of this doesn't work uh, f- for a multitude of different reasons. And I think with that, we should just get into what didn't work about this sure. movie. Um, and yep, that I think the good. fan service, like I said, I think the fan service was heavy handed at times. I think characters weren't like like Michael Keaton were very underutilized and just served a purpose of being being that nostalgia and being the the sort mm-hmm. of again I, I know Batman is like the sort of jack of all trades but he he was very much just that in this movie um and he served up his his lines that were you know unforgettable from the original uh, movies that he did but again it's it's just it's fan service for the sake of fan service I, I I think when you look at something where fan service is done right we think of no way home that the the the, the introduction of of the multiple Peters and the importance that they had to the overall Across narrative spider verse dude oh like, for it sure just happened yeah you know uh, what I mean but like, it, how can we yeah no I, I but I, I think at this uh, sure if you're saying about like the cameos for the fan service of, of yeah. how how they've uh, implemented it sure I, I totally agree across the spider verse does handle it but I think in terms of actually meaning something to the story right like mm-hmm. I'm not talking about some background things that you see in across the spider verse like right. all three Peters in no way home effectively mattered to the larger story and it, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. any of the characters really did matter to the story uh overall it was really just about inserting them for the purpose of fan service so i don't know i think that that was a that was a a big a big uh you know what didn't work for me mm-hmm. and i mean i think it's it's almost unfair to to compare this to across the spider verse because across the spider verse is almost built on the fact that fan service mm-hmm. is canon all these spider-man mm-hmm. appearing on the screen together is bound to happen and it's part of the story whereas like you said this part the fan service is just happening so that they could get a rise out of the audience and while it seemed to pop off with some it, it does kind of take you out of this overall what i think again thought was the story was really good but these characters had no investment in it or it seemed like they had no investment especially when they introduce michael keaton's batman he's at a very different place mm-hmm. than we saw him in the last batman film he portrayed it's it's interesting to see how they they tried to bring him back and they did all this stuff again just fan service for the sake of being fan service, there is no, like you say, no intentional for him to be there except to be Batman. Like we all. And saw when you before. do that, I mean, it, it, the thing is, is the I, I enjoyed the Keaton stuff, but there are we're going to stay spoiler free, but there are other cameos. I mean, that's not a I don't think that's a spoiler to say about a DC movie these days. There mm-hmm. are other cameos, but but they that they don't they don't matter mean anything, they and they don't matter. matter. And yeah. then at the end of the day. All they do is remind me, and I and and you know I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a DC fan, but it reminds the DC fans in the audience of all the things that they love that are so much better than this movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, great, yes, that's there. Oh, I remember how great that was. Hmm. And is that supposed to make this movie better? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. No, I, that was something I I did enjoy because the, where other Marvel multiverse we get small snippets. It was neat in this one where they showed us a bit more 
of these other worlds and how they collide. It's just the way they portrayed oh. it. And I think that goes with a lot of this movie is how they decided to use CG to to Oof. do some of these scenes. And it is... I, I said it right as we left the theater, basically. I felt like some of those scenes I was watching a video game cutscene yeah. from six years ago. And I shouldn't be saying that about a DC like, block. It feels, like it, it feels <laughs> like it might be a disservice to the wonderful people who've made video games for the PlayStation 3. Okay, to say yes. that this was PS3 <laughs> cutscene. That's how bad. And and the thing it, at a certain point, I'm like, is this a stylistic choice? It has to be. Like I'm, I'm thinking it has to be at this point because Holy. I, at the end of the day, yeah, the CGI is is the single worst part about this movie. Uh, it 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 takes 100%. you out. Um, it's funny. The irony of this whole situation is that this is a movie about time and time traveling. And the movie had a long, long period of time that had delays and stuff like that. But yet the final product looks like it was rushed. The, the, the visual effects at times reminded me is that sort of jelly look to the people that was similar to something that you would see like with the multiple Agent Smiths. You were saying in, in The Matrix, Yeah, right? in The Matrix yeah. or, hmm. or in both Matrix uh, Reloaded and, and Revolutions, you know, mm-hmm. when they did those, those, those fight sequences and you could just tell like those that's Characters not were like, that's their not, arms are stretching yeah at certain like, points it, it looked it looked rubbery it looked yeah. very rubbery and artificial and mm-hmm. yeah i i don't think that that helped the cause of this movie it, it's almost like i think this movie is made up of at least 80 percent or more of cgi um and it all fails it, in my opinion it just it mm-hmm. all sucks it, i don't understand how any of this got approved I, again nate you might be right it could be a stylistic thing because there's you know, it's flash, the speed, there's slow motion or stuff. Or was it or was it that there were so many writers that had to that worked on this and this passed through so but many hands visual that effects, this was I made think, I don't think visual but was effects this made that. were no, but were, were major story points in this movie decided upon long after it was filmed. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels like there are certain elements to this movie that were decided way further oh, into production. You mean, you mean were they added in so... after the fact, which is why yeah. they're so heavily mm-hmm. CGI'd? Yeah. You know, that's, that's actually a good, that's that's a good note. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think generally we'll never really have the answer until maybe uh, Andy decides to come out and talk a little bit more about like the visual Hopefully. effects. But um, I think I think there's going to be, a, a it, there has been already conversations around the visual effects being uh, very, very garbage. Yes. And you were saying that for the most part, it did not work. I mean, the final fight scene, the climactic battle did look good. I did. You don't notice as much during that point because they, that seemed to be where they focused on that. And maybe that sure. wasn't where some of these later in the game sure. decisions yeah. were changed or whatever, because it looks like they had mm-hmm. time to really flesh I mean, out the movie that part, was, but everything else falls the whole movie flat. was leading to that and, point, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, a, it had yeah. to be in there. Exactly. But, and just talking about stuff that falls flat, a lot of the oh. comedy in this movie was so unnecessary. I don't, I mean, a quip every now and then from the hero as he's beating up a bad guy is fine. But the way that they, they shoehorned in comedy into action scenes or just moments where it was unnecessary dialogue to be like, we just to like repeat something or to make it, try and get a laugh at the audience. It just, a lot of the times it was not working for me. And I was just kind of questioning why they decided to go so There was at least three times in this movie where Barry says something and I'm like, who is Barry talking to in this part of the movie? The audience? Like, is this Deadpool? Like, what are you trying to do? And that, I think that's the other thing too, is that the dialogue, even outside of the humor, oftentimes just had me kind of scratching my head of like, why is he just saying things to confirm that this is happening? Um, And I think there's, there's one scene that we were all talking about that might be the only part of the movie that actually 
I, I from a humor yeah, standpoint, no, no, enjoy. No, uh, no uh, you know, enhanced superhuman beings were involved in the scene. It was just people, which yes. I think is really hilarious as well. The real comedy hit with a very real moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it wasn't an action moment. It yeah. wasn't in the middle of trying to save, you know, yep. uh, a bunch of <laughs> characters. It was just, it was, it was just a simple, funny thing to do with with time travel and the way that things are affected. And I think, I think to me they could have maybe relied on a little bit more of that style of humor i think would yeah. have mm-hmm. would have worked yeah they they definitely didn't didn't have a balance between you know the humor aspect as well as the dialogue you know there's there's elements that happen where people just say lines for the purpose of saying lines to move things forward i i think that again it's it's very obvious at times when dialogue is just a thing that needs to move the story forward you know what i mean and there were moments when mm-hmm. when barry would say things or or michael keaton would say things or, just you know to confirm I mean? to the audience like hey this is exactly this part of the story's done or whatever exactly. or, or this or we're is moving where we this are way or, or, yeah. or something like that so it's really rudimentary and and like you know we're talking about these characters and we didn't get enough of them michael shannon as zod felt like such a waste in this movie, he's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Shannon is fantastic. Well, he's again, and he they, just served a purpose. It's it it's the same thing. Nothing. With, it was nothing. And 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 I, I honestly, like he had, he was like honestly, he, you know, there's not much more he could have done with that character uh, outside of what he did with it in, with Man of Steel, and and it was great in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, the reality of of bringing that character back, but he's just redoing everything that he he did before. Or he's just serving the same purpose. They could and, have put in any generic. DC exactly. villain and it wouldn't have changed anything. it wouldn't have changed anything no right so um but yeah i think you know there's there's already been a lot of talk about this movie it's it's getting very you know mixed reactions and, and reviews so you know you can take our thoughts as they are because they're very mixed uh but i think consensus is uh not all of it really worked so with that let's get into our final thoughts and our score which uh, we will rate on a scale of one to five berries. Darcy, why don't you kick it off? Again, it might be the comic book fan in me speaking because I want to like this movie so much because I love Flashpoint so much. Again, that was the introduction to the character that made me want to read more about him. And this movie, again, does a great job of that where I want to see more of the Flash, Ezra Miller's The Flash, but with what's going on outside of that, who knows where that's going to be. So it's a bit disappointing to think that this might be the last time we see him on screen. And again, I enjoyed the story and the way they uh, adapted Flashpoint and everything like that, but... Again, the the CGI and how heavy-handed it was and how rubbery and it really takes you out of, of this action scene when you're looking at someone's arm kind of morph around just to, you know, fit the waves or whatever. I don't know. It was, it was very odd to look at at points. And then the humor. It was, again, trying to shovel down just to get the laugh, and it did not go over very well in my opinion. So... I'll be giving this one 3.5 out of 5 berries. I, I want to give it more, but again, there is so much that took me right out of it that that's, that's where I'm going to land, I guess. Nate, what, what's your final thoughts and score? You know, James Gunn said that this movie would reset the DCU, uh, and it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mean anything, in my opinion. I, 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 it doesn't reset shit. Like, it's... it's it, it, I feel for DC fans. Um, you know, I feel... For Andy Muschietti, who came into this mess late yeah. uh, and had to try to pick up these pieces, I guess. And and unfortunately, I'm not saying anything new here. You know, this isn't this isn't something that I, I, I'm just coming to realize with these movies. DC fans and these characters deserve better. And I really I'm, I really hope 
for everyone, for everyone involved, that James Gunn can can figure out a way to because he has he has he has taken something that didn't work and made it something that did. And I, I hope to see that going forward. Um, yeah, The Flash won't be a movie that stays with me. It'll be out of my mind faster than The Flash himself. I'm giving it a two out of five berries. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, Darcy. I think that there's stuff that works about this movie. I loved seeing Michael Keaton. Like I said, that was my first Batman. That worked for me. But again, very underutilized. Supergirl, Sasha Cal was fantastic. Um, not enough of her as well. So see, now I'm already getting into the negatives. You know, I think where this movie really struggles <laughs> is obviously there's there's it's a huge disappointment in, from the visual effects standpoint and a reliance on excessive silly humor uh, that just didn't really make sense in some instances. I think the underwhelming CGI really just failed to capture anything inspiring about this speedy titular character. I, I think that it left me underwhelmed in a lot of ways. And I, I think that the 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 forced jokes detach from the story's emotional side in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the emotional tone, they should have leaned into that a lot more uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, there are some redeeming qualities, as I was mentioning, but it fell short of delivering anything that I was hoping that would be great for the DCU. And the thing is, is that I think from a standpoint, as you were mentioning, Nate, Characters and stories. I think that there's a there's a difference because we we obviously heard a lot of fans in our fan screening because it was a fan screening. Uh, we heard that, them a lot. Yeah, we heard them a lot, <laughs> the, and they, people liked certain elements and pop. And I I actually think that this will be a hit for DC fans. I just don't think that this is a hit for the fans that um, appreciate a balance and a sort of finesse and art to how you bring this superhero stuff to life with relatable emotional moments like again the stuff that with with barry and how ezra they they did a they did a fantastic job bringing some emotional depth to the character but you know the heavy-handed jokes the the sort of forced dialogue to move things forward the rubbery awful cgi yeah i'm i'm giving this say a a, uh, 2.5 out of 5 berries i'm 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 low on the bar, so on the berry bar. On the berry bar, I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> it. So, well, that is it for this flash spoiler-free review. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts about this movie, were we too harsh or are we all right? Uh, let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other great content covering the latest movies and TV shows from the Geekiverse, uh, like our most recent spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Elemental, which is also coming out on June 16th tomorrow. Uh, So you can check out our spoiler-free review and... We also dropped a fantastic interview uh, with that director, Peter Sohn, uh, which you can watch both on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric, or you can listen to it on podcast feeds. Uh, Nate and I kind of chat a little bit more on the podcast episode uh, about what that experience was like, because uh, it was really great to sit down with Peter Sohn. But it is the hot geek summer, so we got spoiler-free reviews for all the latest and greatest movies that are currently in theaters, uh, as well as some spoiler-filled, like our spoiler-filled review for Across the Spider-Verse. We also have some Secret Invasion stuff coming next week so stay tuned for that uh and finally uh we have now opened up our 
Discord uh, so that we can start chatting with all of the listeners out there uh, that want to join us and share their thoughts on some of the spoilers from some of these movies. Uh, We will have a spoiler-filled section for The Flash that will go up so people can share their thoughts there. Uh, We'll probably have one for Elemental uh, for all the Easter eggs. So uh, come join us because we are geek-centric and you can be too. Uh, But yeah, more episodes coming. So until then, Darcy, Nate, thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-free review for The Flash. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Peace.